Hey, everybody. Welcome to the final episode of Bar Talks podcast. Um, actually, final episode, season two. Ha ha. Y'all thought we were going somewhere, but we are not. We are not leaving. You are stuck with us. We are here to rise and grind together. Anyway, it's your girl, Queenie. Go ahead, grab a glass of wine, bring it on to the bar. I hope it is by a winemaker of color. But if it is not, that's okay. That's why you're here today. You will get an opportunity to get to know Mr. Paul Charles of Charles Wine Co. Yes, yes, yes. This is a wonderful man of color. We're talking diversity in the winemaker industry, business principles. We're talking the importance of the family structure and so much more with Mr. Charles. You don't want to miss this. If you ever had an interest in the wine business and you, you know, don't know anything about it, but you're curious and you want to know, you know, what that life is about and the hard work that it takes, then hey, this guy shares all of that with us. Um, he'll tell you exactly how to make your dream a reality. Be, be sure to connect with um, Paul on social media. You can catch him on his website, www.charleswineco.com. It is spelled as it sounds. And also you can catch him over on Instagram at Charles Wine Co. Um, he's really, he's on Facebook, but not as often as he is on Instagram, but you can always connect with him on Facebook just in case. Um, he is very responsive. Uh, and I think a little later on, he may even share his personal contact information. <laughs> so, so make sure you, um, subscribe to the podcast. You share the podcast. Uh, we want to grow our numbers and I'm dependent on you. That's because iron sharpen iron and I need you to help to sharpen me while I help to sharpen you too. All right. Let's get in it. Bye, guys. So welcome, Paul Charles. So look, glad to be here. Glad to yeah, be here. We're just having to like just go straight into our recording. Um, the funny thing is that uh, you know we're recording. We plan to record live on Bar Talks tonight, uh, and I thank you for that. Um, but unfortunately, due to all of the technical difficulties that we have had, um, yeah. we're not going to be able to do that. And instead, people are going to hear our conversation already pre-recorded. So let me officially welcome you to the bar talks podcast thank you for coming paul charles <laughs> thank you i am so glad to finally be on the bar talks you know yes you've been going back and forth for years yes all right on <laughs> wines and different things. yes and i saw your stuff on board talk i was like well, hold on what <laughs> what about me oh, right, what about right. me right <laughs> Well, you know what? I got you now. Oh, like she's pouring wine. She's selling wine. She's she getting delivery. I brought wine. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Now, I'll just, I'll just, I'm just bringing it up. Bringing I know. It up. I know. I know. I know. But you know, I, but I, I really, know you're busy. Doing yeah, your thing. yeah. Yeah. I have been like, busy. You know, I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. And, you know, I just want to share, you know, with you that I so appreciate you. I, you have no idea. I think we've, We've talked, you're on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast. We've talked um, a few times about how amazing I think you are and what you're doing. And I just wanted to connect with your company. And I absolutely love our our connection and continue building our relationship. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. 
many, so, um, many more years to come. Yeah, absolutely. So, Paul Charles, um, I have been waiting to interview you and introduce you to like my network over here on the East Coast for so long. Um, so for the listeners, I was year, a few years back, I was looking to connect with some African-American um, wine companies, um, wine distributors, wineries, um, and I contacted many that were of color. And the one that actually contacted me back is Mr. Paul Charles. <laughs> so he won, he beat out. He is the one that I absolutely um, have loved and fallen in love with his wines. Um, I found a couple of my favorites. And uh, and now here he is talking to me tonight and I'm super excited. I'm thankful for all the questions that you guys sent in. And we're gonna dig in if that's okay with you, Mr. Charles. That's fine. And, and I just want to say that thank you for reaching out. And I'm yeah. going to be, I tell people all the time, people are surprised that I answer the phone. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when they call and they go, wait a minute, hold on, who, who is this? And, you know, I tell them, oh, you know, who I am. And, yeah. you know, I, I ask them always where they're from, how do they hear from us and so yeah. forth. And it's, it's strange to me that others, some of the others don't do that. I know some of us do but some of the others don't do that. And so I'm I'm a people person. I'm one of those, you know, what do you call them, extroverts or something yes. like that? Yes, that's yeah. me, yes. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a salesperson, I'm a talker, I'm, a, yeah. I'm into production, I'm, you know, so when people reach out to me and I'm available, mm -hmm. I answer my phone. When I'm not available and I'm not, when I'm with a customer or with family or family mm -hmm. time, I don't answer the phone. I just return your call or email, or you know? Um, but I'm glad we connected yeah. years ago yeah. <laughs> because you know, we had this friendship going forward and I always told you, you know, Hey, I'm here for you. Yes. You yeah. know, because I have a lot of customers on the West coast and now I ship literally to over 44 States. Wow. And I know at that time we were talking, it was a little sketchy on shipping and different yeah. things but no thing, things are good you know we evolve right yes things, yes things yes change. the evolution we get better at our craft and what we do that's yeah. exactly it yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> well, I love it. Thank you again. Um, so I want to jump into this. Um, I have it. Listen, I had a script ready and everything, right? But what? I know. Okay. I know. But you, you know, know, with me, you we just talk. <laughs> yeah, we right? just I, I, I tell people all the time. Let's just break bread. Let's just talk. Yeah. I don't want no script. I don't want no pre-scripted questions yeah. before you. Yeah. You know, before interviews, people go like what? And yeah. I go, hey. If I don't know it, I ain't gonna tell you. If it's too <laughs> personal, I'm gonna tell you no. You know, yeah. I'm just I'm just real like that, right? So, yeah. you know, hey, whatever you want to ask me, shoot it. Well, I love it. Okay, so 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 let me just go. I know that um, the Charles Charles Wine Company is family owned, correct? Yes. Okay, and I love that. I know it's a family affair. I love that. Um, and so, what I want to know is how did you start this? family-owned brand of wines, right? Man, let me tell you, it, it is a long story, but I'm going okay. to try this. I'm going to try to really um, narrow this down for you. We actually started in the house that I'm at right now. Okay. We actually started in my backyard. And I wish I can take you out there to show yeah. you the vines that we currently have grown. Wow. And right now, over the years, when we first started this, back in 2007, 
literally. I was growing, I was a home winemaker doing wine kits. And then I literally went to Home Depot, right? Uh, rented a rototiller, came home and tore apart our whole backyard. Oh my God. And I, I just tore, literally tore it apart. And I looked up on YouTube on how to plant vines. Okay. And so I brought the wood. So I, you know, I brought the barbed wire. I we literally for that whole week. My wife came home that night. She said, I was about to ask you. I was about to ask you, how did the wife respond? She responded crazy because I I we you spent a lot of money putting that backyard in, right? (laughs) Because you're in you're in California. Yeah, we're in Southern California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we're in a gated community the whole bit, right? So, you know, we, I love my yard. I cut my own yard every week. I'm my own gardener. I do everything in my house. Mm -hmm. And when she saw me tear that grass up, she knew (laughs) something was important. (laughs) Either there was some gold or you were planting gold. (laughs) Right. She was was like, yeah, can we talk for me? (laughs) And I told her, I said, you know, I'm on this little wine thing. Yeah. And I said, so I'm going to grow some Zinfandel and I'm going to grow some Cabernet in my backyard because those are my two favorite varietals. Oh my and, goodness. And she was like, okay. You know, it was like, I don't even want to go anymore because it's already, the damage is done. Right, exactly. Truly. And so that journey happened. But in between that journey, while those vines were growing for three years, we literally traveled the world. I said, okay, let's let's find out what wine brands because this is something I truly want to do as my part-time job because I was a full-time executive at PepsiCo Mm -hmm. so it's like let's see what we got to do so I took two weeks off to work and we flew to Florida rented a car and drove across the states the United States and we I I drove over 30 some hundred miles we stopped at wineries in all the states we can stop and we took notes. We talked with different winemakers. We knew about the different varietals. They grew in different regions and everything. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, great. That's done. Two months passed. I said, we, we need to travel a little bit more. Let's go to Europe. We went to Switzerland. <laughs> we went to France. We went to Italy. We truly spent our travel budget on wine, traveling the country, yeah. learning what other winemakers and so forth done. Do because this was something that I truly want to do. Now, all in that meantime, I had wine that I was making in the closet downstairs, <laughs> in my garage, upstairs, in the it. kids' bedrooms, my bedrooms, and five gallon, you know, <laughs> carboys, everything. Yeah. Right. I had wine stuff everywhere because I knew there was just something that we truly. It was my passion. It was truly what I wanted to do. And so that's how our journey truly started. But it was one person who really took an interest in it. And we went to Temecula, California. Mm -hmm. And we had had our wine notes and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was nobody in the wine shop when we went to this this wine. And, Mm -hmm. you know, normally when you're in Temecula, there's a whole bunch of people everywhere. And this this gentleman came out. He said, hey, can I help you? I said, we're here to taste your wines. And he saw my notebook, I said to sign. And now my wife is a doctor, right? So she's research notes, everything. Right, yeah. right. She's taking notes, doing different things. And he goes, let me, you know, he's like, let me see that. And he goes, wow, you, you know, you guys really study this wine. He said, let me show you something. Come here. 
and he took me to, and now this is the first time I was in a full-fledged production winery behind the scene. Okay. Where it wasn't a tour, right? Took us back there. He, we did barrel tasting with the thief, talked about different things and so forth. And he said, let's take a walk. And he walked us through the vineyards. And he told us about his family and how his family, his sons and daughters will, will not take this business over. Oh my Because goodness. of, you know, who they are so forth, but who he is, this is, you know, his passion and so forth. So he's gonna end up selling it and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so just listening to that story and walking through those vines, that was it for me. I was like, I'm gonna grow a family business. Oh. I'm gonna walk through these, be able to walk through vines every day and just, this this is peace to me. Oh. And you know, everybody finds their own peace and serenity and different things. Mm-hmm. That, being in a vineyard for me, not being in a wine tasting room or, or anything like that, but being in a vineyard, walking through vines, cutting them, uh, just pruning everything, just look at them grow. That's my peace and serenity. And it's been like that since 2007. We started our our commercial business and like in 2014. I had a little, a lot of underground business going before that. You know, we, you had to do the hustle, right? You gotta yeah, do the yeah, hustle. Yeah, yeah. Before, because the wine business is, is extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. So you gotta really know what you're producing and what you have is gonna make it in the market. And that's what a lot of people truly don't do. And they don't know. You know, the hardest part of, uh, people always ask me the hardest part of winemaking, the hardest part of owning a wine business. I tell them selling your product. First, you got to know if your product's going to sell. Yeah. <laughs> and if your product's going to sell, then you can make it to this business. You can make it. You know. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's fabulous. <laughs> but, I, you know, I was thinking like, I, even when you were telling the story, I'm like, oh, I know your wife had to have been like what is going on with this man but I guess she knows you well enough to know that you were passionate about this thing that's it it's trust it's It's trust trust and passion let me tell you when when a strong black woman Mm -hmm. okay or any woman I I know a lot of other races probably listen to but I'm speaking from the black experience (laughs) from a a strong black woman Mm -hmm. that knows what her husband, boyfriend, sniffing of whatever it is, is a passionate about and strong yeah. about, and they trust in them. Mm-hmm. They got to stand by your side and let yep. you live out your dream. One hundred. If you, if right, if you fail, you fail. Mm-hmm. You got to get. You know, they know you got to get your ass up and move yeah. on and do something and, yeah. <laughs> and make it right. But my our our deal was, as long as you don't quit your nine to five. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't quit your nine to five. Mm-hmm. until it sustains enough income over the years to su- keep supporting your family as you agreed to do mm-hmm. then we're cool yeah yeah that was that's all i needed to know i love that i mean I, <laughs> that's you know, a, that is that I'm is a, uh, yeah i'm a hustler uh, yeah. hey I, i'll work i'll work nine jobs to keep it going every, <laughs> every, every, every matter it, it truly, and that's what we need i mean honestly you're right like when a when a woman especially a woman of color Whenever we see that you're passionate about something and you're not sacrificing all of home just to run after that thing that you want to do, um, find a balance and you make sure home is squared away while you're doing this other thing. Again, that's constructive. Um, We're going to stand by you on that because that's what it's, that's what we want to survive. 
<laughs> well, and we and we understand that. And any man that don't make that guarantee to his woman is not, you know, yeah, uh, is is not realistic. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you you got to say, okay, babe, I'm not gonna mess up our family when we have. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna spend any of our savings mm-hmm. on my, you know, hustle, right? Yeah. Because a lot of us always try to start businesses, hear of different things, or do different things. And you know, hey, it's fine and daddy, but how many businesses did you did you try to start this year? <laughs> right? As, yes. So it's like, so it's like, okay, you're gonna start your passion and you're gonna do things. Just don't take away, yeah. don't quit your job. Yeah. Don't don't take away from family business mm-hmm. and so forth. So what I did, like if I had every bonus that I earned or so forth, I put it towards barrels. Wow. I put it towards wine making equipment. I put it towards hoses. I put it towards bottles. Every bonus that I received at my job, I did that. Now, I got some good advice along the way as well because I worked for other wine vendors nice. selling their wines and national accounts and so forth so I was able to have a part-time job selling wine at Costco for major you know negotiation and so forth work at my regular job and then still make wine at the same time so I was literally working around the clock yes that's what it sounds like that's what it sounds that's that's what people don't know and people and I'm on the road people used to laugh they say man where are you at this week? I'm like, oh, I'm in Lodi or I'm in Sonoma. And then I'm back. I used to literally hit the road at eight o'clock at night to get where I need to be at one or two in the morning, mm-hmm. work to six or seven, and then still make it back before my kid got out of school. My goodness. Look at that. So yeah, it was. And then there's people that come up to you and go, okay, hey, I, I want to be where you're at. It's like, no, man, you don't know what I had to do. They don't know the grind. Here. They don't know. Your- they don't know the grind. And then when they see the grind, because the wine industry is not glamour. Mm-hmm. People only see the glamour when you go to the tasting room. Right. They don't know how dirty <laughs> and how much cleaning is in this hustle that we have to do in the wine game. It's all about passion. And if you talk to any winemaker, you talk to any uh, brand owner, producer, so forth, it's it's a, it's a passion. Mm-hmm. It's truly a passion that people you you need to realize that it's uh, so many people fall in love with the experience of wine tasting but to get what's in this glass or bottle takes a lot of work right and the fruits and it's truly fruits of labor yeah yeah and and, you know you you can't beat it man you just can't beat it is this You just, you just truly can't be. I can talk about this all day. But I, I think you had another question. I think I, do, you I, have, question. I have tons. I have tons to get to. I do. I do. I do. Okay. No, let's let's go. On. Let's go. Let's go. Because I know right. we only got limited time. Okay. 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 <laughs> all right. So with over eight thousand wineries at about five percent or maybe more now, I don't know, um, being black owned, what motivates you to stay in such a not so diverse business such as the wine business? <laughs> well, people always think the wine business is saturated, and it's it is, and it's truly not. There's it's so not much saturated. room for okay. It 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 is not saturated. It's so much more room for others because people that don't realize, and if something I was talking about earlier, when you come in this business, people come in and leave out within the same year. Mm. Okay, it's only a few of us that survive for years to come, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. 
you gotta you gotta make the right contacts and me traveling across the country like i did for two weeks and traveling across the world for like close to two years being in different wine making groups and clubs and meeting the right people behind the scene that own the land and own this facilities and so forth you able to do things at a more reasonable rate Okay. Then what somebody today is coming in and doing private labor, and then they charge them five thousand dollars a barrel, which a barrel makes sixty, sixty to sixty-three um, cases of wine, which is only one pallet. Mm-hmm. Which five thousand dollars for me in the industry, for my contacts and me doing it, producing it all on my own, would make me like four or five pallets. Wow. <laughs> okay. So that's why you see people that have to sell their wines at $60, $70 a bottle right. just to kind of break even or make a little money. Mm-hmm. And I can sell mine at a more reasonable rate from 17 to 24 and continue to be in business for all these years. Wow. Okay. And and then the other thing is you can't have any debt when you come in this business. Uh oh, you have no, that. You can have you, no debt. You can't you can't <laughs> you can't take do not take loans out. Okay. Whatever you decide to do in this business, I've been in this business going on my 13th year. I have not one loan out there. Everything I have, I own. Do y'all hear this? This is an African-American man. Everything I have, I own. (laughs) No debt with this wine business. Don't give anybody else your profits or your money just to have a namesake. Okay. So many people care about I'm in this retail store. I'm here. Yeah. I remember when I first started this business, people said, oh, you'll be successful if you're an X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, that's not what success is. And he said, excuse me? I said, success is what you feel your success is and what you set your goals to be. And that guy has been out of the business for years and he's continually reaching out to me in order for financial help yeah. or guidance mm-hmm. on to get back into the business. And it's weird. There's so many people like that that I encounter. And so I, I tell people all the time, there's so many industries within the wine industry that you've got to find your niche at. Winemaking is not for everybody. Okay, right. sales not for everybody. But there's so many different industries. You just got to find your niche, what your passion is, and move towards that. Mm-hmm. And, and take it from there. Okay. I think just, the people are hearing just, you. They're cool. Take it from there. People just think, oh, I could do that. I could do that. No, you can't. I can't do everything in this industry. And I don't want to do everything. In this right, industry. right. <laughs> I, I know I know my lip, right? I know my lip. Yeah. Okay. I think you probably got another question. <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. This this person asks, how important is representation of color in the wine industry to you? Everything. Okay. Everything. I'm going to tell you one thing. Let me show you how I represent every day. Yes, yes. You see that? Yeah, I think you told me a story you having those in the back of your car and you just go throw a t-shirt on. (laughs) That's exactly it. I have these. I wear these every day. Uh All right. Branding, representation for me is everything. Because I'm going to tell you, the industry is all about now when you're out there. It's about social media to instant connectivity with your smartphones, right? There's a lot of people that won't come up and talk to you. But if they see anything on a t-shirt, a billboard, or anything, what do you do? You, you Google it, right? Yeah, yeah what is that? See, and wherever we're at, we see people come up to us and they go, this is a black-owned company. Yeah. 
like, oh yeah, hey. And they'd be like, you got your wife and your children all on there. I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, my babies. I love my babies, you know. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's funny with that, but even it was black, white, Chinese, yeah. or whatever. They literally want to know. I had people come up of Russian descent saying, I'm proud of you. You, you, this is you. This is your company. And I go, yes, sir. And they go, wow, you're so proud to promote or produce. And I go, absolutely. I say, look, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody ever is going to believe in you. Yeah. Right? So within the wine industry, there's only a handful of us. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the, the the African-American Vintners Association. And I, I advise people to please log on to that, to the African-American Vintners Association.com. Did you say vending? Vintners. Vintners, okay. African-American Vintners Association. Okay. It's, you will see a group of us that, you know, you don't have to be a wine maker. You can be a negotiant. You can be you know, a vineyard owner, you can be a watery owner, you can, you know, without making your own wine, you can be a salesperson, mm-hmm. you can be a sommelier, you can be whatever. Just looking in there and seeing that is incredible about what we do and the representation that we are involved in in the wine industry. Okay. And I'm gonna so I'm gonna look people, that up and put it on on Facebook too. Yeah, oh please yeah. <laughs> do put put in the email address, yeah. put in the website address, pull in everything because this is an organization that gives scholarships as well. Our dues allow for scholarships for people of color, okay, to go into this industry and do what they want to do, help them provide with different schoolings and different things of that nature. So this is something that you truly got to take a look at okay. and, and visit and do. And then more of us will be represented in the year to come, okay. in the years to come, because it's only a very small percentage of us right now. Now, with this whole um, pandemic that happened and, um, you know, with the George Floyd situation and so forth, a lot of the, well, I should say, other world found us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you They're know, like, oh, I always, they do exist. Look, they do. Yeah, they do exist. Right, they do exist. Yeah. Some already, some already knew we existed. Yeah, but then there's other organizations that did not know. Yeah, that there was a lot of us with award-winning wines out there that have been in business and running, producing wineries and vineyards and our brands for years on top of years. They did not know that. So now. The jump was out for us to be in everybody's magazine. Our, the first time, this is the first time we ever sold out in 12 years. Goodness. It's when the other side found us. Now, <laughs> it was like, it was like a great joy. And then right. it was like, damn, you know, um, <laughs> you know I got to get back to work here. Right. You know? We got to some smashing grapes. So <laughs> yeah. But it was it was nice because people realized that hey, I understand your situation and so forth. Because we never had 60, 70 orders a day for weeks on top of months. It, it we we never had that. And so what I'm not the only one. That, 
It was a beautiful blast. Okay. Let me take it. Pay some bills. All yeah, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we're 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 excited and we're happy about that. Yeah. And so, but representation is huge. Yeah. It's huge, and I I need us to represent more. Yeah. So I need people to know if you like to be a Somalia, you just want to be a brand owner, you want to be a winemaker, you want to find out what it's about to manage a vineyard and so forth mm-hmm. research look it up if if your if your passion is dealing around viniculture or you know if you're a gardener whatever the fact may be if you think this is something that you want to do look into it yes and, and yes represent us represent. No, listen i'm so ready to go out there and walk around in some vineyards and do some work and, and get my fingers oh. all dirty like, oh, listening to it, you know, I love being out and I know it's it ain't nothing like it. I understand like how serene it can be. Um, mm-hmm. so when you're saying it, you I, like I, I got the imagery in my head, like <laughs> I'm on the wrong coast. What That's what it and, is. And, <laughs> no, it ain't, you on the, you're on the right coast, you guys. And Virginia has a ton of different ones, we do, we and do. You have, you have black owned. We do. Oh, well. yeah. you have a lot of white owned that will welcome you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. But you just gotta show and show you your passion. Yes. Contact them. Show up and represent yourself. Yeah. A lot of people don't uh, do it over the phone mm-hmm. or or internet like a lot of people like to do mm-hmm. today. Um, winery owners, production people, and so forth are more extroverts. Yeah. Okay? So if you show up and you present yourself, mm-hmm. you start showing your little gift of gab and telling your passion, they'll look at you and be like, okay, I'll teach you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know? the person that taught me wasn't a person of color. Mm-hmm. People of color turned me down. I figured as much. We, we're getting yeah. better, though. We are getting better. We are getting better. We are getting better. We are, we are chewing in better. The group that I run with and circle with for these last 10 years, we help as many people as we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're yeah. so much better. We, we are, are definitely we are a better. great team. We're leaders. We're great people. That's right. Okay. That, we we got to speak that into the atmosphere because that is the truth. Yeah, we are definitely. We're getting better. so much better. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's talk wine. Okay. So I'm gonna pop off some questions. You give me some answers. Is all right. Because I have quite a few, so as quickly as you can, whatever comes to mind, okay? Um, and I think you already answered this. It was, what is your favorite of your variety? Cabernet Sauvignon. Nice. Um, uh, how did you become a winemaker? You already answered that one. Um, started with oh, home wine kits. That's what I was going to ask you. Okay, now you started how? Were you, you Did you start winemaking? Like you knew that or you started actually? No, it, okay. was, a, it was a birthday gift from my wife. Look at her. Because I, because she I like created this animal. <laughs> she, she created. So that's what she exactly the backyard. She yeah, she said, "What, what the hell did I start?" Right. <laughs> She's like, yeah. "Let me give him something else to do." Here you go. <laughs> yeah. My 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 wife and daughter brought me a winemaking kit. Wow. And I took it from there, and it was just from where that took it to yeah. was incredible. Yeah. From a wine club to where I'm pressing yeah. my grapes, when I'm visiting a group of guys every Wednesday night, yeah. and we're presenting our bottles and sharing wines and different things yeah. to our first uh, 
to our first harvest in our backyard where the press didn't work, so we're crushing grapes with our hands. To make our first bottle of wine. Oh. Yeah. I love it. So, so that's where that truly took it to. Okay. So let me ask you, when they bought you the winemaking kit, was it because they knew that you had a passion for wine? Or like, how they, how, how did that become the gift that they gave you? Because she knew I was starting to have a passion for it. Okay. From, where we're, from where we're being out, visiting different wineries okay. and vineyards and talking to people and so yeah. forth. She noticed that I had that little sparkle. Got it. Okay. And she was like, you know what? And, you know, truthfully, you know, we'll be like, okay, if I get you a hobby, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I get you yeah, a hobby. Give them this and just keep them busy. Here, yeah. just let them have keep, this. Keep you, keep you busy away from me for a little while. I'm good. <laughs> that, you know, come back to think of it. I think that was all it, you know? Right. If the truth be told, that could be. <laughs> could have yeah. Not everything. If I could get you to stop talking to me for a minute, <laughs> work on something. Right. <laughs> You're busy for a few hours a day. Then yeah. we good. We'll be okay. Yeah. All we'll right. Be all right. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay, here we go. Um, how was the process this year due to the pandemic? Well, you already kind of talked about that. Um, how was the crop and what is the best season to begin harvesting or yielding wines or making wines, I guess. I just copied this straight over from the questions. Oh, no problem. So when, when you look at the way the pandemic hit us, it was tough at first, okay? Mm -hmm. Because we have a full-fledged active in Southern California, Los Angeles area, um, tasting room where we did a lot of our um, taste, private tastings. Yeah. And, and I just worked on the private sector. I didn't have it open to the public. Mm -hmm. I like more intimate gatherings where I can teach people about the, uh, wine and ask them their questions and so forth. So I limited to eight to 10 people every time we did a tasting. And then I had wine making and blending classes as well. So when you come in, you literally blend white or red, whatever you like. I had the whole, you know, chemistry kits out there. You go through, we talk through it. You bottle your wine, you label it. Oh goodness! You, you know, you cork it. You do everything yeah. at, at that class, and you take a bottle home with you. So when when the pandemic hit and we were ordered to close down, that was tough. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that hurt us, our business model was part of this um, events and the private tastings. Right. And then we did a lot of private events for you know celebrity industry out here as well we had a lot of celebrity friends mm -hmm. that we did private events for and then we were our wines were hosted in a lot of different movies and a lot of different reality shows wow and okay. all that went away yeah almost so instantly instantly it was literally overnight yeah right so you figure from march april june we were like whoa July when the George Floyd thing hit. Yeah. Okay. The world woke up about black. Yeah. Ain't that interesting? And then they start buying our products again. And then everybody started contacting us about our products and different things. And so that was a blessing. And what happened out of a tragedy. Oh yeah. With him. Yeah, it was you know, we we cried the other day over this whole thing again. It was just listen. It, it, it's 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 just not a good thing because I went through a lot of those similar things as a black man all my life. You know, as a teenager growing up in LA, 
to where I am now. Yeah. On how we get categorized as who we are and how we got to always present ourselves. It is just, it's, it's not a good thing. So to try to reap some of the benefits behind it right now, uh, through this tragedy, which is, is so sad, I'm glad the world sees us. Yeah. So, yeah, so that business helped out. Now, when it comes to harvesting mm-hmm. in the right time, okay, it depends on, on the varietal and the time of year. So right now in August, okay, is mostly for the white ones, all right? So like for our company, for Chardonnay and our symphony, the end of August, we got to truly, within the next two weeks, we got to be harvesting over 60 acres, okay? When wow. you look at, that, yeah, when you look at... <laughs> Because yeah, one acre is big. So when, when one acre is 60, big, I'm like, I grew up on 13 acres. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that's a lot of acres. 13 acres yeah. of corn and and collard greens and cucumbers was a lot. It's it's a lot. Yeah, so you saying six? That's a lot. And most of it has to be done by machine because oh my god, har- harvesting is is hard work. People don't want to work that hard. Right. You will see people say, you know, white America, black America, so forth be out there. Hey, I harvest, I come work, don't give, you know, the the, the Hispanics our jobs, so forth. Uh, y'all asses ain't showed up to work today. <laughs> but this but this team came and yeah. showed up yeah. and they working their tails off to make yeah. a living for their family. Right. You know? Right. It's like that's the grind on, that we folk. talked about. That's the grind. Yeah. That is exactly it. And so it's a lot of hard work. When people find out how much hard work it is, they'd be like, oh, no, hands off. I'm I'm gone. I'd just rather drink it, you know. But you look at, (laughs) yeah, so you look at August. Yeah, August is more so mostly for the white varietals because white wines literally take eight to nine months to make. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's not a lot of time for uh, a white wine because it's mostly stainless steel unless you put it in a rack it into a barrel for a slight fermentation or so forth or to get the oaky flavors that a lot of people do with different Chardonnays. With red wines, when you look at our Zinfandels, you look at our Cabs, or you look at our Pinots, we're looking at September and October okay. uh, um, as far as harvest time. Okay, And so that is literally right around the corner. That's within yeah. a couple of weeks. So within this whole year, because you know, people don't understand within the winemaking, you run out, you run out. It takes, for white wines, it takes 16 to two years to make. Uh, okay. So we're working off our vintages from 2018 at this point in 2020. Okay. okay? So it, it's it's a process. Yeah. It's a process that, to get there as well, right? Like you've yeah, got It's to- a process to get there. Yeah. And then it's a whole lot of stuff that happens in that process that can literally <laughs> ruin everything that you're working on or doing. Oh. So you can literally lose everything. You can have tens of thousands, a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff maturing in your barrels or in your tanks or in your bottles and lose it all. Mm. It's truly a process that's a meticulous process that you really have to pay attention to yeah. and, and go through on a daily basis. Are you ever afraid of like losing it all? Just no. Oh, okay. Because so my the way my anxiety is set up, um, Paul, my anxiety will have me through the roof. I'd be I'd be out there at the barrels like every day, or touching the you know It'd be a mess. You, you know why I'm not afraid, and I I truly I just feel like 
I'm I'm a I'm a resilient person who yeah. would do whatever it has to do. Yeah. If I have to go get a job at your local Burger King, or McDonald's to Absolutely. keep my household going, yeah. I will do that, and I truly will do that. Yeah, I, I kid you not. Yeah. Um, I have worked so many jobs while in this industry and working at a Fortune 100 company where I was an executive mm-hmm. to get the money I needed for this business or yeah. loading trucks at UPS at night to whatever it took. And people be like, wait a minute, people are like, you overqualified for this job. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, sir, in the next two years, I'm going to own my own vineyards and this, mm-hmm. and this is the money I need because I don't want to take a loan out or a loan against my home because I promise my family, my kids and my wife that I will always take care of them and not take from them. Wow. And I will go three to four hours a night and load trucks or whatever I had to do. See, yeah. people don't realize that that's what so many people in this industry, you have other jobs. Yeah. You have another job and you just, you, this is not only thing you're doing. Now, luckily today at the age of 52, I'm retired from my PepsiCo job. Look at you. I'm just, yeah, I've worked, well, I, I earned it. I worked my yeah. ass off for some years, pension and retirement, right? Um, now I'm doing this full time, but then I own another business full time that people contract me through that I take care of work for. But now I work at my own pace. If I don't want to do the other one, I don't do. Are you a veteran as well? Oh, um, yeah. So U.S. Navy, out, yeah. Shout out to yeah. the veteran. Thank yeah. you for your service. Thank you. Thank <laughs> I want you. to make yeah, sure I was... that. We have a, this is a veteran-owned business as well. Yeah, yeah. I I actually uh, was in the Persian Gulf War. Uh, I was on board the USS Paul F. Foster, wow. on board the Destroyer. And we oh, literally it. was on the, yeah, we was on the front line. So I, I did Persian Gulf and Desert Storm. I, I did all those. Yeah, wow. I did both of those. It was it was tense times. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Our our ship was out to sea over two hundred and thirty days a year. <laughs> so so just imagine that, right? This just imagine it's only three hundred and sixty five days. Right. You're on board a warship with only close to three hundred people and you're gone over two hundred and thirty days. That's, that's a lot. You deserve to be taking it easier now, right? Now I'm you know, taking you're still it easier. grinding. I don't want to say you easy. I ain't gonna lie. Grinding. I'm grinding. I'm grinding. <laughs> I'm I'm in the streets every day. I ain't gonna lie. Right. I, I get asked every day. My wife's like, "Are you home tomorrow? Are you?" I'm like, "No, I'm gone." And so today she asked me. I said, "Yeah." I said, "I'm, I'm gonna stay at home tomorrow. It's Friday." She's like, "Oh, okay, good." <laughs> But no, I'm 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 grinding. I am truly, I can't stop. Yeah, yeah. I you can't on a stop. Mission? It's just, you on a mission. I'm on a mission. Yeah. I'm on a mission. I I, I got a goal. I reached all my goals. To be truthful yeah. with you, I, I have reached my goals. But I I just think now I can help others reach there. Yeah. And and that's the key for me. Was when I can help you reach your goal, and I'm satisfied because one of my mentors at PepsiCo. When I first started out as a young manager, told me, he said, I'm going to teach you everything I know, and I'm going to bring you to the top of the company of life right along with me. So he was so confident as an HBCU grad, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and he said, he said, all I, only thing I ask for you is no matter what you do in your life, Paul, 
you take others along with you and you share and you show compassion and treat them the way that I'm going to treat you and move people forward. Yeah. And I do that in every walk of life that I can do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I totally, I, I love that philosophy. I love that way of thinking and it's much appreciated. Trust me, there's people like myself and and others that find mentors in gentlemen like yourself and you have no idea the impact that the things that you the things that you sow into our lives we take that far and wide and we spread it you know I've had people like you just what you're saying in my life and they planted that type of belief and philosophy in me and I believe the same way for those to come behind me same exact way I that is passing the torch it's passing the torch (laughs) or bringing you right along like come shadow me let me show you that's exactly it. But what I I encounter people all the time, they go, oh, I know that are this. I'd be like, son, our little lady, please. <laughs> we all know a lot of things. And for me, I don't consider myself an expert in anything, which others will consider me as one. Mm-hmm. I learn every day from people in this trade, out of this trade, or this everyday life. So please, just shut your mouth sometime. Listen, because you may learn something today, you know? And then share your knowledge with others. Even though you know it, be gracious and be like, oh, okay, because it be some, it may be something in that that you know that you still don't know that you pick up on. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so when somebody called me one day when I was doing an interview, a wine expert, I said, absolutely not. I said, let's stop right there. And they was like, excuse me? And I was like, look. I learn every day from this trade. I don't know everything about what it is here. And I said, I learn from people that don't even know wine, yeah. that they can taste it and sense something in there that I learn from. I said, so never call me an expert in anything. I said, please. I said, no disrespect to you. and But I'm not a man on titles. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've never been a man about titles. I've been a man about the paycheck and the money. <laughs> you know? But I don't, I, you know, I don't care about, I never, ever cared about titles, never, ever, but I have cared about knowledge. And I think that's what people need to just realize. Even if you know it, stop, nod, move on, listen to the person because you still may learn something from that. And then just, just, just take it to heart. Yeah. Yeah. Take it to heart. I hope y'all heard that. All right. So we're going to (laughs) move. This one may make us both chuckle. Um, is it an insult to ask for muscadine wine? <laughs> no. Okay. No, it's not. No, that that's that's a wine so grape that's mostly grown. Wine, right? Is that no? That that's a wine grape that's mostly grown in the region of Florida area. Okay. Um, and so forth. No, it's not an insult. It's not an insult. That's what you like. I've I've been to wineries that that's all they made was okay. muscadine. Now I have tasted it. Mm-hmm. It's not my particular brand. Mm-hmm. I have, I've had many of them, different varietals of them, different vintages of them. I just, you know, it's it's not a particular varietal for me, mm-hmm. but it's a varietal for everybody else. That industry is a multi-billion-dollar industry with Muscadine wine. Wow. So a lot of members, there's a lot of people out there and wine lovers that love that wine. Yes, okay. I know. I used to see it down it south. Definitely not an insult. Yeah, with, with varieties, yes, yeah, it's, it's big down south. So you figure with uh, varietals around the world, there's over three thousand different varietals of wine that people don't realize. 
Yeah. People only really think about the top five, which is number one and two, a Cabernet and, and a Chardonnay are the number one and two selling wines in the world. Wow. Okay. And yeah, then they look at Pinot Noirs, you know, you look at Pinot Gris, Pinot Grigio, then this whole big uh, craze over the last five to seven years of rosés, mm-hmm. you know, people look at that sort of thing. But there's over 3,000 3, different varieties. Just think about that. That is, you haven't even tapped into the wine industry. Right. Or your taste buds. Or to know what these different varieties taste until you go to a unique wine shop would ask that particular wine store you know about hey i'm having this tonight but i want it from a region of you know uh, south america so forth right and they're going to introduce you to something that's just so creative and unique that's just going to open up your taste buds and this explode and you could be like oh my god i didn't even know this so it will it be means- will it be more than just moscato <laughs> There'll be definitely more. I'm kidding, I'm and, and no, but see, no, hold on, hold on. Moscato is a big deal. Mos- right. People give Moscato a bad name, but Moscato's big. Let me Moscato, tell you. <laughs> Moscato is a wonderful varietal. Yeah. Never discount varietal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Never discount that. And I know millions of dollars were made off of Moscato. Billions. Bill- okay, billions Bill- of Moscato alone. Billions, billions every yeah. year. Yeah. Off of Moscato. Yeah. yeah. M- so M- no, you know. don't don't discount. See, Moscato got the bad name because they, they they use it towards brown people. You know, they I was, was going like to bring that up. Yeah, I was going to bring oh, it up. Oh, you so don't I'm have to bring you, it up. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. Yeah, I'll bring it up. Yeah. I don't want you I don't want you to get in trouble because you're right? showing. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're bringing it up. <laughs> but people, people, that's that's the myth in this industry that people, black people just like sweet wine and that is not true that is just not true i think you know i I, I hate that we have that tag on us that that label i should say but you'll be surprised that like my our symphony wine is a hybrid the grape and you know it has that uh, musket which is moscato yeah okay but in French, they say muscat, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it, so it's a little sweet. Mm-hmm. This is what we call a semi-sweet. The people who like that the most, I don't I don't get more black people that buy that wine. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. I said my Oakland folk. I, I love my Oakland people, what's up? You know, <laughs> my Bay Area folk. But Southern California, because mm-hmm. it's, it deals, it works well with spicier, uh, Asian population. Filipino, wow. Asian, they are my number one customers regarding that to particular brand. So people just truly got this, you know, whole attitude like, oh, you know, you see people when we used to taste the events come up, I don't like sweet wine. That's all you got. But like, no, ma'am, I don't serve sweet <laughs> wine at this table. They'd be like, oh, excuse me? Yeah. Right. And then when they taste their wines, it's like, like mm, this is actually good. They'd be like, excuse me? What do you mean it's actually good? Actually you good. know? Because they don't think a people, a person of color, can actually do something of that nature in mostly a white-dominated business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, nothing wrong with Moscato. Okay. It's, it's just another varietal of over the three thousand varietals that are out there. Mm-hmm. That's a damn good brand. Yeah. I'm just okay. putting it out there. Okay. Can All I right. cuss on this? Can yes, of course you can. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I was gonna say some other things. But, uh, <laughs> well, we are pre-recording, so okay, you good? Okay. Um, I like this conversation. Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. What are your core business principles? Mm. Maybe you can give me three or two, whatever you have. It just that, that was the question. Your core <laughs> business principles. I I believe in acting honestly all the mm. time. I I truly believe I tell the customer the truth. If if I can do it, I can do it. If I can't, I can't. If I know the answer, I, I don't. Another one is um, my work ethic. Um, if I tell you I'm gonna be open at a certain time and close at a certain time or be there in my studio at a certain time, that's what I'm gonna be. And I'm gonna be there 15 minutes early. That's the way we used to do it in the military. You know, we always started our watches or whatever 15 minutes before. So if I say I'm open at 10 o'clock and 9.45 you come, my open sign is on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm yeah. here for you. That's, yeah. that's nice, that's really nice. All right. So I think you already answered this one. It said well, the hardest part of the wine business, and you said selling your wine. Selling, yeah, selling it. <laughs> you, you can, you can, from celebrities that I know that have wine brands that just think it's gonna sell because of their name. Yeah. We, there's a lot of producers out there that backed it that is just so upset oh. because they got tens of thousands of cases in there and only a hundred cases sold. Yeah. So you know it's. It's all about you selling your brand and being your brand mm -hmm. and being out there truly hustling and doing what it takes. Mm -hmm. May create your own labels. If you have to transfer a barrel in your car, transfer it. If you have to deliver wine, I tell you, uh, three weeks ago, it was a group of ladies here in Southern California mm -hmm. that found out about me and, uh, from one of their girlfriends and was like, oh, we want to have a wine tasting event, virtual. I'll be honest, I don't I don't like doing virtual wine tasting. <laughs> I'm not big on this whole Zoom thing yeah. Yeah, that we do right now. Yeah. So, just tell me, did you dress up? Did you, were you in your suit? No. Oh. This, this right here? This right here? This is sharp pants. Okay. <laughs> Flip flops on everything, right? right? So, <laughs> Oh, and then my COVID fro, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, my, the driver didn't come by the warehouse to pick their wines up. Okay. So I knew it wasn't going to get to them in time within two days before the event. So my son and I jumped in a car and we literally drove to like five different cities to deliver our, the wines to everybody. My goodness. And you should have seen the gratitude. Absolutely. When I drove up and people were like, wait a minute, what? And my little nine-year-old and we getting boxes out the back. And they're like, hold on, this is truly a family event. And I go, look, when I tell people it's family, it's family. I ain't got to lie to you. I, I ain't got nothing to try to... Um, you know, boost up about us or whatever. This is this is real of who we are, you know. And they're like, "Oh, let's take a picture." I'm like, well, you know, if you want to, fine, but I ain't gonna do that, right? And, hey, come here, babe. Hey, Sandra, come here. Let me let me show you my wife. Hold Please on. do. I've seen her on all the all all the other um, publications. Hi. Yeah. How 
are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? You are. You are. Welcome yeah, to the bar talks. <laughs> Show, show my queen here. Hold on. Get, let me get me out the camera. That's my workout stuff. That's okay. Yes. I'm, I'm so glad that you joined us. We um we were just laughing about his experience with wine making and all of that and digging up the backyard. And as he was telling me, I was cringing. I was like, what did your wife say? <laughs> I can only imagine how the type of visceral response she had when she saw the backyard <laughs> being torn apart. We have a little understanding. Mm-hmm. He does outside. <laughs> I do inside. Okay. <laughs> so so it's so so it's worked. It's worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, he definitely uh he shared a lot of funny stories with us tonight. It has been hilarious. But I love the fact that it is such a family affair. I think that's so beautiful. And for me, I'm just glad to witness it. I'm all the way on the East Coast, but I'm so glad to witness it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. A family love affair. Yeah. Love affair with wine. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. So then I have another question for you. Your wife can hang out and I can ask you the question. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. She she gone. She gone already. I'm in in my this stuff. So I get it. I get it. I get it. In our workout gear. Okay. So the next question is bye. What is the best part of the wine business? Oh, the customers. Ah, the best part. I, I love, that's why I love doing events. And that yeah. was what we built our business model on. So we can be literally face-to-face because you look at a lot of business models that was built within the wine industry. People always want to open up tasting rooms. Yeah, right? yeah. So they can have customers come to them so they can hire staff and be in front of them and talk and blah, 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 blah. I love mine was like, okay, I want to do events. I want to do in home. I want to do private. Like I told you how we do it at studio where it's just more personal. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't the greedy aspect of me trying to get 30 to 50, the whole busload of people coming in. Mm-hmm. I had people saying, Hey, I got 20 people coming. I'm like, Nope, let's cancel that. I only want eight to 10 wow. because you know, I like to do the more personal one-on-one because a lot of people are you know, novice in wine, never went to a wine tasting before. And I want to be able to sit there and talk to you about that yeah, and explain that to you and explain the situations when you go to a restaurant and when you, you know, what to order or, you know, what you're not afraid to order and what to look for really at a restaurant when you, when you order and what they give you and what you can turn down, wow. you know, and just not accept, and what you expect to be in your glass, and how many ounces and so forth, and ask for the right glass, you know? And so I literally, in our personal conversations, that's what I teach people. And then like at the uh, events, when people come up, I meet at different wine events that I choose to be at, and I don't go to all of them, there's only a few that I choose to be at that you meet it's just incredible it's just incredible hear the story to understand what their passion is what they liked before now what they're currently liking now to see how their palates change that's the the beauty in this industry for me it's not just to sell you my wine and be like hey i have this brand come buy it no i'm all about the experience of the wine 
Goodness, and I love it. That, that's what it's about for me. And there's a lot of uh, industries down here that go, oh, Paul, you know, please, I would love for you to join my band. I say, no, you got too many people that come there. And they go, what? I go, yeah, it's just a drink fest. I'm not in for a drink fest. I'm in for conversation. And I like people to come if it's truly, if you come to our, if one of our events, you, you'll literally see a line at our table. Yeah. And people wait while I'm sitting there talking. And then if they go off to somebody that's with me at the table, then another one come up, they go, oh, hey, I just want to take a picture with you. Or I want to shake your hand. Or, or can you sign my bottle or whatever? And they'll be like, sure. And this bottles that they brought two, three years ago. Goodness. You know, <laughs> and so because they like that personal conversation and I don't intimidate them with wine like some people do when they talk about all these crazy stories about Earth's floor and, and, and the taste in the metals and flower <laughs> petals and all this stuff. Come on. Come on. I mean, come on. You know, let's be real with people. I mean, right. If you can't smell it or taste it, it ain't there. <laughs> it never happened. Right. And, uh, so it's just these techniques that people use, and I'm just real. Like if you look at my Instagram, I dance with people. Yeah. You know, yeah. people know we play music, we dance, we have a good time. I, that's that's who we are. Yeah. That's Charles Wine Company. That's what we're about. It's an experience in wine, not just a brand. You know, that you know, the next question was how important is the integrity of your company and integrity oh. of your brand? <laughs> you uh, one thousand percent. Yeah, you kind of answered that. Yeah, over there's a thousand percent over it one one thousand percent. We you know, when and when we talk about integrity, there's a lot of industries here in LA that I told you we've been on a lot of different TV shows and we won awards and different models, there's certain uh, events that we won't enter into. Or there's certain industries, and you know, uh, we have a huge adult industry here in Southern California, San Fernando Valley, that wanted to host some of my brands, and I said absolutely not. Right. And they hold parties, private parties. They wanted us to be vendors at, and I oh. said no. I didn't want our brand to be associated with yeah. that for the integrity of. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's a bad industry, yeah. uh, you know. It just wasn't something for us that we right. wanted to be associated with, as and you know, Christian church going yep. people, even family our, owned, family yeah. owned. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I got my little ones in the yes. pictures and everything. Yes. You know, no. that soon I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my grandbabies in the picture. I don't yeah. want all that <laughs> associated with that stuff. You know? Not with my not with my baby. Not with the know? babies. <laughs> Not with the baby. Not with the baby. And they women too. No, 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 no. no. Oh my goodness. So you okay. got you got you gotta think ahead of that, you know. Yeah. So that's the, yeah, the how's this gonna look in how's this gonna look in three years yeah. now? That's okay. They'd be like they be like, damn granddad, you just trying to sell yeah. some wine, you know. <laughs> right. No, no, baby, no, no. Who was that swinging in the background? Yeah, you don't right. you don't yeah. need that. You don't want none of that. You don't want none of that. Yeah, you don't want none of that, no. All right, so who is the most famous person that you ever met during the wine in the wine business? While in the wine business, I think that's what they're asking. This has got to be kind of hard. Okay. Okay, because I've been to parties 
where you had some of the top black celebrities of your life. In, wow. Okay. At, at some of the people's homes from okay. Vanessa, from Vanessa Bell Calloway to Shantae Moore singing right on the side of me to everybody. Yeah. So to Beyonce's mom being yeah. right there to Rich. I mean, I'm Ma- telling Ma- you. Mama Tina. You, yeah. <laughs> if I show you some of the pictures of some of the parties that I have been invited to, mm-hmm be the only wine vendor at mm. you would be like whoa yeah so um yeah no nah, it's that that's a hard okay. question all right well, you, you name quite but a I'm few gonna, i'm gonna tell you yeah i'm gonna tell you a beautiful person that i respect her her family and what they do throughout the los angeles area okay. and i don't know her personally but i've been to their um gatherings is vanessa bell Calvin. Nice. Okay. Um, from all the movies she's been in, the different roles she has done, and so forth, I met her and her family at a gathering that they invited me to when I was a vendor at, and I was so impressed. Oh. One, it was just the when my men and my associate drove up, when she walked out to like, "Hey, uh, who are you?" Blah blah. This neck, we were like, "Oh, yeah, we y'all starstruck." Like, hey. She was just so. <laughs> She was just so real. Yeah. I mean, you know, just so, just, just everyday person like you and I talking today. Yeah. And then, oh, let me introduce you to this. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that was, that was one of the best experiences I had. I met a ton of, ton of celebrities that I know a lot, but that was one of the most, um, I would just say real. Yeah. That it was myself and herself and their family and everything. I was like, wow, that's impressive. Wow. I was like, this is just, this is just incredible. What and the you? laughter that we had and just the talk that everybody, it was just insane. Yeah. Wow. That's a good experience. That sounds wonderful. All right. Okay. Okay. So we're going to be wrapping this up because, you know, we can okay. chat all night, but we can chat. Oh, I know. After, we, is... we can have the after show after the show. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That ju- Juke joint talk. Right, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can kick my heels off after the show. (laughs) All right. So tell the Bartels family where we can find um, the Paul Charles wines at um, here on the East Coast. I know you said you you have, I guess, vendors over here now, right? Is that right? Working on on vendors over there, right? All right. So where can we find your wine on the East Coast? And of course, any other place. So maybe that would be the website or something along those lines. So website for the East Coast right now is at charleswineco.com. C-H-A-R-L-E-S-W-I-N-E-C-O.com. We ship literally over all over the world now. Uh, all over the United States and you will get your wine in a very inexpensive shipping. Two bottle minimum, so forth. You can find us on Instagram at Charles Wine Co. Um, let me share a few of our bottles with you guys. Sure, yeah. Uh, this is our symphony is what I call. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay still, stay still. <laughs> Okay, that that was simple. But, but right now, we yeah, that was just a simple. So we have right now in in our what else uh, you got? Inventory. Show us some more. I know you got some more over there. Oh, oh, oh I do, but the light's so bad. It's okay, it's like, okay. Just hold it. Passport. Yeah. This is passport. No, okay, passport. Yep, stay still. That, there you go. Passport. It looks like the American passport, uh-huh. and, and it's because of our love to travel. And when you look uh-huh. on the back, it tells literally about the story about our travels and how we came up with this particular okay. ride. 
So that's Passport, okay. okay? That's our Passport Zinfandel, all right? Our 2018. Okay. Uh, this one right here is our Cabernet, our 2018 okay. Cabernet. Okay. All right? Okay. Yeah. And this is one of the first ones that we actually, you know, grew in our backyard, produced mm -hmm. and grows, one of my favorite varietals. What I don't have right here that we just bottled today was our Chardonnay, okay. our 2019 Chardonnay. And then two days ago, we did our Pinot Noir, our 2018 nice. Pinot Noir. Okay, yeah, now so you sent to me- That'll be on the me, website in about three days. You sent to me, um, I can never- Sandra Vesey? Yes, that's it. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I was spelling it in my head. That one. <laughs> no, I actually know yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that was only a wine. I like that wine. Yeah, that was only a wine that we had 102 barrels of. So it only came out to about 120 cases. So let me and ask so, you, like, do people ask you for that wine still? People still do, yeah. People yeah. ask us for the Malbec that we had before, uh -huh. and they ask us for that San Giovese. And then we used to uh, do a Chenin Blanc. Okay, so what and do you plan on doing about that San Giovese? What do you plan on? It is. <laughs> I mean, I how, you, I how are you going to uh, rectify yeah. this problem? That was that was grapes. That was grapes. That's something we don't produce or grow. Uh -huh. And so it was more so uh, working with other vineyards to get those okay. grapes and then crushing them and bottling them and so forth. And it's just they sold out to a larger winery. Oh, and so okay. all their huge all their huge production is just there. So they're not taking on these smaller producers yeah. like myself. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I mean I'm fine. I, you know, I tried 120 cases or so. I would like to do about five or six hundred more with them, but <laughs> they're not giving me the chance. I, I'm too I, small. Too yeah, small. I understand. I understand. Well, maybe and I'm all right. I'm maybe all they'll right. come. Maybe they'll come around. You know, since we're in again, or since we're in, we never yeah. were in at all. But since yeah, we're in since, now. <laughs> since we in, yeah, yeah since yeah. we in, yeah. they reach out. Yeah, I, I take the opportunity to get Absolutely. a good rate. Absolutely, people want to kind of prove. But I, I'm they not the battle. They're not the, we're not those other people. <laughs> we actually, right. We're not those other people. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So tell me, tell us, what is next for Charles Wine Co.? What is next for the company? You know, we, we're starting to, to um, and I'm in negotiations right now with major retailers to go retail. Are you serious? Yeah, this is something that I never wanted to do. And I haven't done because of the fact that what they wanted to pay for our products. And for the last 10 years, I seriously with the you know, been turning retailers down. Mm -hmm. I turned down likes of Walmart, um, um, Trader Joe's. I turned down Target's. I turned down a lot of retailers because of the price point wasn't, you know, where we wanted it to be. So they're making money off our wines, but then we wouldn't. We'd be selling it flat. Well, no. You know, you, you know. I don't know if you guys ever watched the show Shark Tank, mm -hmm. but they, you always hear them when they say, oh, you go retail, you die. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's truly the truth. Because if you don't, people just think, oh, I, I have my brand here that think I'm successful. Well, just, that wasn't my success. My business model wasn't go to retail because I'm not going to sell something that I make, say, just say the case for $10, mm -hmm. 
and sell it for six. I'm, I'm underwater by $4. And then you times that by thousands of cases. Mm-hmm. Okay, then where are you going to try to make that money up? From the other retailers? I, I mean, you can't go make it from other retailers, but from other consumers? Mm-hmm. I can't pass that cost on to a consumer. That's horrible. Right. You know? And so right now, the, this, this day and age where we're popular with the Karens and the Bills and everybody, <laughs> that we... <laughs> The price point is raised up a little bit. So we're, you know, I'm in serious talks and they with different varietals to be in about three major retailers. And if it works out and if they sign my contract within the next month, I will do that. If they don't, then I'm done because I'm, I'm literally working off my terms. I'm not working off their terms. Yeah. And my whole point of view was, I made it 13 years without you. Mm-hmm. I can make it 13 more without you. Yeah. I don't need you to survive. They don't need me to survive. Mm-hmm. But if they're looking at having, bringing on black exclusive brands, then you need to pay us our worth. This is what other people are paying. This is my wholesale price to you, not my retail. You need to pay me my worth because I'm going to stay in business with or without you. And that's my whole standpoint towards it. I'm successful with you, be successful with you, or be successful without you. And that's the way I've always been within this whole game. So that's the next phase for Charles Wine Co. is to go retail. We actually changed our label. We have one big label now to wrap around the bottle with our UPC codes and everything on there. Um, So it's kind of... It's kind of nice. It's kind of a change that we just did within the last two months. Mm-hmm. And this all became of a blessing because we were able to do this when we finally sold out of everything. And so when we were starting to re-bottle, we didn't have to tear off any labels or do any different things or anything like that. We were able to just make all the new uh, palettes out of our brand new uh, labels. Goodness. Yeah, so I think I think this is the right time. Hey, you know what? You got to have a plan. Don't sell yourself short, people. Yeah. Don't. I don't care what business you own. Do not sell yourself short. Be strong by your price points, what you believe in, your worth. Your worth is everything. Do not sell yourself short. I don't give a damn what you sell. I don't care if you're cutting grass. I don't care if you're cleaning roofs. I don't care what you're doing. (laughs) Just. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Go for your work. That's all I'm trying to tell you. All right. Yes. So um, we are going to wrap this up, but not without. Ah, wait, wait. Okay. Not without my final question. I want okay. to know what you have discovered or learned or have done during this this crazy time that we're living in, this pandemic. What have you discovered? What have you done? What is just cre- what what what's new? What's new with you during this time? What have you learned or what you not know, during this time? My uh, I learned how to cook. Ooh, that's good. And <laughs> I wish I could take you downstairs right now because it's literally coming through the house. I learned I'm a big crock pot guy now. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> but I learned how to. I literally learned how to cook. And my wife calls me now the chef. And I cook these exotic meals and everything, literally every couple of days. And it's just, it's just, 
I love cooking now. Are you plating it all nice and pretty as well? Oh yeah, I can plate it. I cook Indian, I cook everything. And I can play that. I, I literally look up all the recipes yeah. and the spices. Mm-hmm. And like today, I was at a, 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 a shop when I was out and about at a Filipino store. Nice. You okay. Know? And I was I was getting different spices and different things. And I'm telling you, I love <laughs> this thing. This pandemic taught me how to slow down and cook and have uh, and incredible meals yeah and eat eat a lot more healthy yeah yes right? yeah oh i added a lot of spinach to this one chicken thigh dish that i made tonight oh this is i can smell it from up here i can't wait to go eat <laughs> well that is now i know you just took your road trip so i know you're just getting back from what were you yes. rving with the family we did we did a rv trip we did six states okay. yeah we did six dates and we truly enjoyed ourselves. Oh my goodness. That's that's one thing that the pandemic has done for a lot of people. It's brought the family time back into people's life again. Um yes. some some people some people have lived there probably the last twenty years without really having family time. And this has brought the family experience to people that never had even had it, to be honest. Not like this. Um not like this. to get outdoors no, and do not things like this. together. Yeah. You know what? Things will never be the same, truly, like in the Charles household. You know, my wife used to travel two, three days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to travel in her off times. Mm-hmm. Um, now we do yoga every morning. You know, we walk in the evening time. That's what she came up here for. Yeah. So, dude, like, are we going on our walk? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we I'm we sorry. do puzzles. No, there's no problem. You know, we do puzzles. We do everything. And so it's like the family time and the family connection that this, I don't want to go back to the hustle and bustle of the world. When I drive to my warehouse now every day or do different things and I see all the cars in the road, I get upset. I go, dang, you know. I like when the freeways were empty and people were home spending time with family, you know. It's, uh, it's it's different times. We build a theater at our house where we can sit and watch movie every night. And so it's true love and family time and connection. Oh, I love it. All right, Paul Charles, we are going to sign off. I'm going to stop our recording. Um, I have so enjoyed this conversation with you. It has been a long time coming. Yes, I, I have. so enjoyed yeah. it. Um, and I know that my listeners have probably um, so many other questions. They're, they'll reach out to you, try to find you, try to locate the company. Reach out to um, Call me. Exactly. 661-244-7027. Call, <laughs> call a brother. Call me. Call me. All right. Info so, at com. That's my email. Reach out. You know? Oh, y'all heard that, right? He is definitely um, a person that you can reach out to. And he picks up, just so y'all know. Um, <laughs> listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us again. Mr. Paul Charles from Charles Wine Co. Thank you again for stopping by the Bar Talks family. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate this time. Absolutely. It's your girl, Queenie, and today's episode has been brought to you by Ultra Solutions 365. This company is Black-owned, and it's certified here in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. They have over 20 years' experience, and the technicians are on call 24 hours a day. 
They specialize in general pest control, commercial, residential, terminal inspections, humane trapping services, sanitation services, um, and just overall pest control. I will tell you that I actually utilized their services not long ago and I could not have been more happier. Um, the owner himself came out to my property to do an inspection for me. He provided me with so much comfort and understanding and care um, in my time of need. I will tell you this, if you want to support a local pest control company and if you want it to be um, affordable, then I would say consider giving Ultra Solutions a call. Did I say that they're black owned? Did I mention that? Well, if I didn't, I'm going to say it. They are black owned and I want to support my local companies and I want to support minority owned businesses as well. You can reach Ultra Solutions 365 at 703 763 3707. You can also find them on Facebook at Ultra Solutions 365. They are an eco-friendly pest control company, and I think that might be the logo that you may find on Facebook. So reach out to them if you have any needs, um, and hey, let them know that Queenie sent you. Um, mention my name, and uh, yeah, I think they'll take care of you.